Welcome to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank that brings you market views and insights on the go. Hello, everyone. My name is Manpreet and welcome to the Through the Noise podcast. Now, what a week it's been. Uh, We've got the Fed rate hike, of course, but they were far from alone in hiking rates because we had several other central banks, ranging from those in Indonesia, Philippines, Switzerland and Norway, all hiking rates on Thursday this week itself. And as if that wasn't enough, uh, Japan's government, of course, uh, took the decision to intervene in the dollar-yen market, which was the first time they did that since 1998. So it's an interesting time, of course, to have this conversation and and to discuss some of what we've seen this week and what it means for investors in this policy-heavy world. Uh, I'm very happy to have with us today Abhilash Narayan, Senior Investment Strategist in the Standard Chartered CIO Office. So welcome, Abhilash. And uh, look, let's jump right into uh, the events of the week. So Fed Chair Powell earlier this week, of course, told reporters that when it comes to bringing inflation back to target, he wished there was a painless way to do that, but as he said, there just isn't. Uh, what do you believe this means for emerging market currencies, especially that given this sounds like a, a pretty dollar bullish environment? Thanks, Manpreet. And absolutely, uh, the US Federal Reserve took another decisive step this week to burnish its inflation fighting credentials. Uh, besides delivering its third consecutive 75 basis point rate hike this week, uh, the Fed projected the benchmark rates uh, are set to rise by another 125 basis points in the remaining two meetings this year. And the Fed projected further hikes in 2023. Now, post the Fed meeting this week, the US dollar surged to a fresh 20 year high helped by the rising interest rate differentials. Now, a strong dollar has been a key headwind for EM currencies this year, and we believe that the US dollar uptrend has not exhausted itself just as yet, which suggests further softness for EM currencies in the near term. However, we think that the path is unlikely to be linear or uniform across the EM universe. So if you take a closer look at, let's say, dollar CNY, the pair broke through its key psychological level of 7.0 last week. And we've seen PBOC take more aggressive steps in terms of trying to stem CNY weakness by setting stronger daily reference rates and cutting uh, FX reserve uh, requirement ratios or triple R, which could support the CNY in the short term. However, in our view, the medium-term uptrend for CNY is likely to continue, and the key resistance for the pair sits at 7.2 in our opinion. Okay, so 7.2 is the next technical level for CNY. Let me let me pick up on that. Uh, that's, of course, the view on the currency, but what does that mean for, for the Chinese equity market? I mean, one would imagine a weaker currency is a positive for, for equities. Well, actually, if you look at history, a stronger U.S. dollar has been a headwind for Asia Japan equities, including Chinese equities. And this is likely linked to the fact that capital flows uh, usually correlate with, with the dollar, where money flows out of emerging markets and back into the U.S. whenever the dollar starts to strengthen. Now, for offshore Chinese equities or those listed in Hong Kong dollars, the translation impact is also likely to be a headwind for the Hong Kong dollar-denominated share price. A stronger US dollar could also raise the cost for companies reliant on imported raw materials and energy. But on the other hand, if you look at MSCI Chinese equities, uh, which has a heavy domestic focus, generating roughly 87% of their revenue domestically, we think that majority of the companies in MSCI China are less exposed to currency fluctuations as they are more sensitive to government policies and China's domestic economic growth. Now, investor base for onshore Chinese equities in particular is also very domestic focused. 
So with China uh, in, a, in a phase where they are stimulating from a policy perspective and the central bank uh, is easing relative to, you know, what we are seeing in US and Europe, we continue to see that the policy support is likely to help Chinese equities outperform global equities over a 12 month horizon. Thanks, Abhilash. Uh, that's actually relatively constructive sort of note to end on. But I know your view on U.S. equities, though, isn't quite as constructive. I mean, on the S&P itself, the S&P 500, do you believe it's set to retest this year's lows or, you know, could the Fed decisions you push it potentially even lower? Well, uh, clearly, the projected rise in Fed interest rates uh, that, that's been guided for the rest of the year is likely to exert pressure on equity valuations, as that should translate into higher discount rate on the corporate cash flows. Now, we've already seen S&P 500 index has broken uh, below the 3,900 support level, and we think that the next key support level to watch out for is 3,637, which was the intraday uh, low uh, in 2022. Now, we believe that it may be difficult to break that level in the short term as RSI is already indicating that we are in, in heavily oversold territory. However, if we do break through uh, 3637, uh, 3, that may open the door for S&P 500 to test its key support zone resting between 3250 and 3540. That being said, you know, rising interest rates have historically been advantageous for high dividend equities due to their consistent earnings and income generation for investors. So from a sectoral perspective at a global level, as well as in US, we continue to like global energy sector, which continues to lead in terms of earnings. Okay, so I guess there's quite a lot for investors to digest, digest there. A little bit downbeat on the US, but clearly some sector opportunities um, and, of course, a slightly more constructive outlook on China. Can you, Abhilash, help us help our listeners, help us br bring this together for our listeners? Uh, because in a world where central banks are signaling they're not yet done hiking rates, uh, how should investors specifically navigate that environment? Is income investing the solution here? Thanks, Manpreet. Uh, absolutely, income investing is something that, that we like in, in the current environment. But at a broader level, uh, we prefer a three-pronged approach or 3Ds approach to mitigate the impact of you know, tighter central bank policy for investors. So the first D is de-risking. Uh, and that means uh, you know, we sh investors should consider reducing exposure to equities and government bonds, which in our opinion are the most vulnerable to rising interest rates. The second D is diversifying into less volatile and high quality US dollar denominated investment grade corporate bonds as well as uh, corporate bonds from both Asia as well as developed markets, which now offer uh, attractive yield, uh, wherein the yield is close to the highest level in the past decade. And the third is increasing exposure to other income assets, which pay a consistent dividend. Uh, and we've seen that uh, dividend equities tend to outperform in high inflationary regimes. So, I mean, we all know that timing the market is extremely difficult, but we believe that the current valuations and the yield on offer is attractive enough to consider averaging in into income-oriented assets. Okay, so a 3Ds investment strategy. Uh, you know, thanks very much, Abhilash. I think that's helpful, uh, particularly in thinking through, you know, uh, how one can navigate what is still a pretty tough investment environment, uh, you know, for our listeners. Um, so thank you, Abhilash, for, for participating today. And thank you, listeners, uh, for taking the time to listen in. And remember that if you'd like more details on our views, uh, please do stop by our LinkedIn page for a regular schedule of insights from our team, including the both of us. 
Or, of course, feel free to reach out to your relationship manager if you'd like a more detailed set of reports. With that, we'll end the podcast here. Uh, Thank you again for listening in when we wish you a successful week ahead. Thank you for listening to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank. For more details on the latest market insights, subscribe to Standard Chartered Money Insights. 